Cloud Studio Fortress, high above the stratosphere. We discuss everything from the latest police tech, what's new in training, to off topics like why does my sergeant hate me and do these uniform pants make me look fat? Now, without further ado, your 106 host, Darren Logan. Kick your pretty feet up on my dash. No need to go nowhere fast. Let's enjoy right here where we at. Who knows where this road is supposed to lead? We got nothing but time. As long as you ride here next to me, everything's gonna be all. And welcome to the 106 Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Logue. Got a great guest coming up on this episode. Good, good friend of mine. Jen. Jen was actually one of my students in the police academy, and we've actually, as with uh, a lot of uh, students, kind of stayed in touch, continued to uh, network and and bounce stuff off each other and, and uh, whatnot. And she has actually been kind enough to uh, put us down on her calendar, and she's going to come up and help out with that class. So if any of you are interested and have uh, been curious, this would be a a great podcast to listen in on. So with that being said, uh, again, welcome to the 10-6 podcast. Sit back, relax, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk with Jen. So, historically, something always goes wrong, but uh, I've got my fingers crossed. I, I, uh, I, I know the, the last three or four people I've had on, uh, we've had some great interviews, great conversation, and I've gone in afterwards, and it's silence. <laughs> so Well, historically, with my luck... I'm sure that something will go wrong. Yeah, we'll knock on something (laughs) that doesn't happen. Well, I haven't talked to you forever, and we've been texting back and forth here the last couple days, playing playing catch-up, and we'll get into what we've got coming up. But before we get into that, you don't have to go into uh, details uh, as far as exact locations, but... um, a little bit about yourself. And we're going to go by Jen today. That works. Just, you said your mother calls you Jennifer, so. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm in trouble the whole time we're talking. Right, right, right. So, graduated the police academy in 2006. Six. That's what I thought. It's been a minute now. Yeah. 
been a, been a hot minute. Hot yeah. minute. And uh, after that, tell us what you've been doing. Uh, I've uh, been working in Kansas for going on 10 years now. I've switched it up a little bit. I left the public sector and went to the private sector and quickly realized that it wasn't fun not to be able to be a cop when you wanted to be a cop. Right. So went back to copping and got promoted to sergeant, and I've been loving it ever since. Everybody kind of has those moments where, and, and let me guess, your, your, your leave of absence was for probably money? A, a little bit of money and politics. Yeah. Um, you know, you just, you never know what you're getting into, and the only thing I knew was copying up until that moment, so I figured I'd try something different, and I I wasn't such a fan. It's, it was like I was sitting in the background watching the other cops do fun cop stuff, and I couldn't participate, <laughs> right. and I was, like, so frustrated, and I was like, oh, man, I remember that. I remember doing that. Yeah. Damn it, I gotta go back. Yeah, so. yeah, it's tough. It's tough yeah. for sure. And then the last time we physically seen each other, I think a bar fight broke out. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the statue's the, the statue has worn up. Or the statue has uh, ran up on that, so we won't say where or what. But I think that was the last time we seen each other. Uh, a pretty massive. It was, it was almost like um, a uh, a battle royal cage match. <laughs> it's pretty interesting, but I will say that was not our fault. Not our fault. I, I am pleading innocence on that one. It really wasn't. I, I remember, yeah. I think we were engaged in some conversation and a beer bottle went flying by and and then uh, <laughs> we tagged each other in and... and uh, it, it, it happens. It does happen. And it actually reminded me of an old uh, Western because I think... If, I, if I'm not mistaken, the entire bar was involved. Yeah, and uh, next thing you know, we're like, oh, gotta go. <laughs> gotta, gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. I'm out. Gotta go. <laughs> uh, so, the infamous phrase at the end. Yeah, <laughs> like, so, that's right. I was never here. <laughs> yeah, deny, deny, deny. So, mm, pretty much. <laughs> well, I reached out to you um, and have been blowing up your phone for about a week. Um, I've got. You know, I've been doing um, law enforcement training for well over a decade, but I kind of been dabbling a little bit in the civilian arena. And one of the things that uh, we've typed about, we haven't talked about, and I really wanted to get your get your thoughts because I have such a hard time getting folks to wrap their head around this at the civilian level. But so many people feel that when they buy a gun and they go and get their concealed carry license that they're safe everything's good uh, and, and, yeah. and even folks that periodically go out and, and go to the range they feel like that is keeping them proficient um, and they're safe yeah. and, and my rebuttal to that is and, and you'll remember we have so many people that come through police academies and they get into law enforcement that come from the military or uh, come from even other agencies and they have to to go through as a refresher. Um, but and, and even in the Midwest here, we get a lot of folks that come through that grew up with guns and grew up hunting, 
But what would uh -huh. you what would you say, Jen? Um, for, from kind of memory, what what do you think is the the significant difference between um, the kind of pistol training uh, or firearms training that we're used to versus the civilian arena? Well, I'm going to have to say that people do come in, and, and just recently we had a somebody hired on at my agency who went to our firearms qualification. And he's like, man. The way you guys shoot is so much different than how I've ever shot before. And, and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, just the stance, the, the drawing from your holster, um, the potential for a bad guy being on the other end and not a target. You know, when, you, when you're when you practicing for hunting or you're practicing for um, target plinking or, or speed shooting or, or three-gun, it's completely different than when you're practicing for real-world application against an assailant because you're not thinking about the target coming at you. You're not thinking about having to move out of the way or protect yourself or protect someone else because you're typically, you're shooting a target, you're shooting a piece of paper, you're shooting an animal. And even when you're shooting an animal, yeah, the adrenaline is there, the excitement is there, but the danger isn't there. Right. And when you're faced with that danger, like I was mentioning to you the other day, you lose all control of your fine motor skills when you're in a super high stress environment. And the stuff we have to do requires that so it requires a lot more training and a lot more application and just repetition and repetition to memorize that because if you don't practice you're not going to know what you're doing when when that time comes and and it's so different when you're shooting a target i will say that before i went to the academy i had such little training and, and i was like oh my gosh i don't know what i'm doing but i felt like coming from like square one was so much better than trying to retrain myself to avoid those bad habits it's just it blows my mind um the difference in the in the training aspect well what, what, what i tell mm -hmm. folks time and time again that um i'm not a gun guy I, i'm just not I, I never have been um i don't have a ton of guns and you, you could run up to me and i remember this uh you know both in service training and the academy and doing training around the midwest with stuff guys and gals would come up and they'd say hey check out this new smith and wesson bb72-11 that i bought and i'm like cool <laughs> I, i'm just i'm not a gun guy but 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 what i what i am is i'm very practical in the in the thought process that when shit hits a fan you're not going to be typically standing in one spot the, the bad guy, in this case the target, is not going to be standing in one spot. Yeah. It's going to be dynamic, uh, spontaneous, fast, very violent, um, very, very, uh, you know, everything. And, and, and you're not going to have, uh, you know, the time that you have on the range. And like I said, I, what, mm -hmm. I don't, what I don't try to do is I don't try to get into debates with guys and gals that are gun gun folks I, I i just don't i'll I'll lose it i'll lose that debate every time because i'm not but from an instructor standpoint um i i i can very much so get people to wrap their head around the fact that you know once they come through a training offering they usually leave going yeah i i need to work i need to work on some stuff and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's even like, like with one hand offhand shooting is something that I work on a ton because, 
you know, if you think about being at a movie theater or a restaurant or at a gas station or you're out somewhere and um, some of those were bad examples because some of them they, they don't like to carry. Yeah. But but point being is when you're out somewhere and, and, and again, shit hits the fan, um, you know, if you take a round in your right shoulder, you know, right arm, right hand or whatever, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're out of the fight. You just transition over to your other. Um, and there's so yep. many folks that come through that have never shot offhand. Um, there's a lot of folks that have never shot on the move or retreating from a, from a scene. Um, you know, it's always good stance, good punch out, good grip, good side alignment, all the time in the world. Try to get a nice tight grouping center mass. And, and that's just not real world in my opinion. And, no, uh, not at all. It, it absolutely has no application to real life. I don't feel because even when I've been when I've been training and, and they're doing speed drills, I'm not having time to focus on everything independently. I'm having to throw it all together, right. and I'm just hoping I hit the target at that point. And, well, and I feel like the a, more you practice, point. the better you're off. Well, that's a great point. You know, and a lot of what we do is uh, in tight, in close you know, 15, maybe 20 feet out from the target, you know, it's, it's just down and dirty. Um, and I just do primarily point and shoot, you know, front side only instinct, um, get your weapon, get it out, get, get, get rounds off. And, uh, wherever you're, wherever you're pointing is where the round's going to go. But, um, you know, like I said, I, I sent you that, um, message the other day from someone that inquired about a class and they were really on the fence because they grew up with a family of hunters and their other family member takes them out to the range a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just really hard to, again, get folks to wrap their head around. So I'm hoping, um, I'll go ahead and plug it real quick, but March 10th, we're doing a ladies-only pistol class and you're going to shoot over and... and uh, no pun intended and help me uh (laughs) help me with that so yes i'm really excited yeah i think we're on the same page with it should be a should be a good class we've got a lot of folks uh interested i think we've got 142 people interested um we need to fill the class so i can pay for for your uh gas and (laughs) red bull and 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 munchies (laughs) at the range so I gotta, I gotta fill it. But uh, yeah, it should should be a good time. So I'm hoping between now and March 10th we get we get some more interest in it. Yeah, it would be real nice, um, especially to have some some girls who are uncomfortable or want to have that one on one time with you to show them general stuff and how important it is to to I not t- have. I tell you what, Jen. I tell you what really really just fires me up. I get I get these folks, male or female, that have never shot a gun, um, and they're they're just kind of intimidated by it. Mm-hmm. And, and what I tell them is, I get so excited when I get somebody like that because they have no bad habits. It is yeah. like having a. It <laughs> is a like dream. oh, it's amazing, and and usually by the end of the day, they're they're shooting better than. Than you know, some of my folks that you know are kind of veteran shooters because they, they don't have all those bad habits. And you can, I mean, if you tell them to do this, that, or whatever, that they do it. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times they surprise themselves on how good they are. But again, it's you know, they're not picking up uh, 
not picking up any bad habits. So anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be a good time. And uh, I think so too. Hopefully the weather, we're, we're doing it rain, snow, sleet, or, or shine. I mean, we're, we're doing it to it. We got a, you haven't been out to the farm, have you? No, I have not. Yeah, it's a pretty nice setup. <laughs> I I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. I've been talking to uh, my husband a lot about it and how excited I was. He's like, do it, go. He, he almost wishes that he could come. And I told him he has to stay home. Yeah, no, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be a good time. We, uh, we, we've got a real nice facility. I'm kind of blessed to be able to have that kind of place at my disposal and uh i'm actually going to start tomorrow making a few more uh target stands and whatnot but yeah it's going to be a good time on a separate note i was kind of hitting this is completely off track but i was asking you yesterday are, are you still riding a bike i am i'm not I talking am. i was just I'm not, talking today i'm not talking pedals pedals and, and, <laughs> i have one of those too i yeah, do no, no. I, I don't ride that one very often because it takes way more effort right um what are you riding now? Yeah. I have currently sitting in the garage collecting dust at the moment. Um, a Gixxer 600. It's, wow. Uh, You're killing me. Sport bike. I know. I've recently been looking at trading it in, and I know I'm going to be brokenhearted if I do that because the second it's gone, I'm going to want to ride it again. But uh, I kind of am interested in getting a cruiser that's a little bit more comfortable so I can ride longer because... All my friends have cruisers, and it just seems to be a thing to do. Okay, but put, I'm looking at the Indian your, bobber. Put, put, your, put, your, put your ear to the phone. Can you hear me? Yes. You're getting old. I'm not getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I'm not going to get, like, an old man bike. All right? I'm not buying, like, a... I, I don't want to specify and make anybody Sh- feel bad. Choose so. your next words carefully. <laughs> <laughs> I will, because I'm not sure what you're having right now. Um, but I, I am looking at the Indians. Um, they just have a, a real smooth run. They, they look pretty pretty badass. And I'm kind of excited to head down to the dealership whenever I can convince my husband it's a good idea. But not that I ever listen to what he says anyways. Um, probably just going to show up in the garage and be like, hey, I bought a bike. Yep. And there you go. There, there it is. <laughs> introduce you quick introduction sorry i've seen that indian indian bobber isn't that kind of what they used to refer to as like their scout um they still have the two versions of the scout right now they have like a a scout 60 which is smaller and has a, a lot less in the motor and then they have the larger scout which is the one i was looking at but i'm much more a fan of the bobber because i'm not putting people on the back of my bike i gotta know ho there's 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 nobody allowed on my fender um the bobber is just so sleek, man. It has the different handlebars. It doesn't have the big goofy windshield. It has a nice smooth, um, kind of a hot rod feel to it. Yeah, for, Indian for is just a good bike. I tell you what, I've been looking the last probably month on like Facebook Marketplace and um, uh, Craigslist, and and the only thing that scares me is uh, bikes are really cheap right now. Um, I I just looked at an Iron Horse. It was a 2000, and don't quote me on this, I'm thinking like a 2007 Iron Horse Custom um, nice. with a with and S. It didn't have nothing for miles, and I could have bought that bike for uh, seven grand. And bikes are just really cheap right now, which is great if you're looking at a used bike, but the problem is, like your Indian you're talking about, 
if, if you go and buy that bike brand new and the market stays soft and you decide in you know a year or two you you want to get rid of it uh bikes are just so a dime a dozen yeah. right now that's the only only shitter with it it's um you know i think the market became so saturated now you, why would you get rid of your uh, jixer to justify getting another one (laughs) not because i don't love it um it's not as comfortable to ride i was doing some track riding i live down in in kansas where we have topeka and topeka kansas has a track and it's called heartland park Mm -hmm. and they do track days and stuff and i was doing track days down there you know suiting up in the leather and and trying to go fast without looking like an idiot um because there's different like uh classes and i was always riding in the the lower class because I can't go fast with those advanced riders, but it's still fun. And but it's so expensive. It's I'm creeping like, your I'm creeping your Facebook, but I remember that that bike was, and it was a fruity color. It's yellow. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bright. <laughs> At least everybody will see me. It's your it's like your rainbow bright bike. I remember, I can't find. What'd you do? Pull, pull the photo off of Facebook? I can't find it anywhere. I'm going to if you keep talking shit. <laughs> no, I remember. It was like, it's like Tutti Frutti. There, I found it's, it. It's yellow and black. I found it with like an 80s uh, graphics uh, package on it. Oh, it's a 2004. And then, you're, then you're wearing uh, purple, purple, black, and gray uh, leathers. Yes. With your yellow uh, And it doesn't match. Yeah, well... Leathers are expensive, so <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> no, that's a very nice. Uh, that's a very nice bike. I would. Uh, Thanks, I would just. It's a lot of fun. I would hold on to it and get your Indian on top of it. So, yeah, I. Uh, I have enough garage space now that that might just have to happen. What's up with you and fruity colors? I remember seeing a gun. Yeah, there it is. It's this gun that you bought. Which one? I don't know. It's like red and white. Looks like something uh, Deadpool. Uh, the American flag. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what that is? Yes. Oh, I got to give my respects now. I didn't know it was the yes. flag. Um, that's our 308 that we purchased um, from a new shop down here. Not to plug the shop or anything, but it's amazing. Go ahead and, and plug uh, it. It's Frontier Justice. They are fabulous. They're all about faith and um, firearms, and they're like freaking america man and it's just an amazing shop where they have an indoor range and they're really open they rent out um high-powered fully automatic rifles to people to shoot inside their range and it's a nice safe environment that you can take your family to and and practice shooting with uh some guns that you normally wouldn't get to shoot in the public or purchase i felt like i should be in some jean shorts with boots and no shirt, holding a, a, a natty light in my hand, as you just said all that. But uh, oh. <laughs> now, that, now that I've looked at their site. It's the Midwest, man. No, now that I looked at their site, uh, that's it's actually a pretty darn, um, not not pretty. It's a very nice uh, facility. It looks like Lee Summit. It's, it's beautiful. Lee Summit and Kansas City both. Yeah, they have and, two uh, of them now. Yeah, we'll plug them. We don't care. It's a Frontier, common spelling, dash, dash justice.com is their website yeah so. pretty fabulous they have great deals on guns they carry bench made knives which i got myself one of those the other day freaking amazing i'm a nice person i'm a big knife collector and uh i love unique things and they just happen to suit my fancy 
Well, yeah, that one uh, that you've got there with that uh, paint scheme is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty yes. rad. It's badass. It's ridiculous. We went in just to check the place out, and then they had it sitting up there. And I was like, yep, we're buying that. Bye now. So Bye now. I, tra- I traded in my 300 blackout for it, so it must have been real cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> super badass. Um, yeah, I like what, it. One other thing, um, while we got you here, I asked you, let me look. You asked me a lot of questions, Darren. I did. I, I kind of bombarded <laughs> you. I bombarded you with with uh, with messages this week. I feel creepy now. Yeah, and, creep. Ouch. Um, I'm just kidding. No, we uh we posted. Trying to think here. Oh, I know what it was. Have you ever taken um, like a tactical mindset class? I have taken so many classes in the last 10 years about tactical mindset, um, street survival, uh, women in law enforcement, um, just a plethora of mindset courses to kind of put you in the right frame of mind for this job. Well, and that goes back to what uh, we were talking about, again, in text format. But for those folks that are listening, I um, I do a ton of women developing a tactical mindset i do uh, i incorporate it in everything i do because i don't think people really understand that again gun ownership uh are you familiar with the term talisman yes basically I say yes. basically a talisman is something that you have on your person that, oh, yes. that wards off evil and it keeps evil away <laughs> And, and that's really how yeah. a lot of people, again, that I come in contact with, kind of look at a gun that I've got it and it's going to protect me and no bad will come to me as long as I have this gun. Now, it might be at home in an underwear drawer. Uh, I might not be able to get to it and I maybe not uh, am very proficient with it and haven't fired it, but it will protect me. And... Going back, what what in your in your words, not mine, what what is your thoughts or your definition or what you have found to be uh, the definition of mindset as it applies to, you know, your safety, critical incidents, um, you know, things of that nature. Well, without sounding too too mean, a lot of people look at it like this thing is going to protect me, but they don't take the effort to learn how to use it. If you don't know how to use your tools, then they can't be effective. I get a lot of grief from people because I take my gun everywhere. Or I'll put it in my purse or I'll put it somewhere that's easily accessible. Hell, when I go to the movie theater, I take two, you know, because two is better than one, right? And I don't have a safety on my gun. I don't carry it unloaded. I carry one in the chamber every time. But that's because if I need to use it, I need to know how to use it. And if I have to fiddle with safeties and and charging my weapon and and moving things around, you got to be able to get to it. You got to be able to use it. You got to you got to have it with you for it to be effective. And folks fall into this mindset like it's not going to happen to me, or if it does, I'll be fine because I own this. But it just it doesn't work if you don't train, if you don't use it, you forget. It. You know, it just it's frustrating to me that people could be victims because they're not preparing themselves. And that's just society. That's the world we live in today. So. I'm looking at something. Do you, do you stay up on the news very much? Uh, sometimes. 
when it's not pissing me off, yeah. <laughs> Did you see this, uh, this Scott Peters this Florida school shooting, which is I did, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it's it is a, a tragedy beyond words. But did you see Absolutely where the uh, where did you see where the armed officer stood outside the school building? I did read about that. I did read about that, and I also read that. Um, and I saw a news conference that they suspended him, and then he resigned. The only thing is, and folks that are listening. Um, you know, feel free to give me your input. Um, I'm I'm down with it because my word isn't, you know, okay. This is how it is. But that particular incident, good, bad, or indifferent, uh, meaning with the with the deputy, um, is what I try to explain to folks that I, a lot of people will look at that and just think that's terrible that this armed yeah. officer stood outside. But it goes back to that mindset. It takes a very, very special mindset to draw a weapon and take somebody's life. Absolutely. And absolutely. You have to be willing to to go all in. It's, you know, someday it might be all or nothing when you go to work and you just don't know. And it, it's, it sucks to say that, that that's what we've come to nowadays. And I, I could armchair quarterback somebody else's decision to stay outside of school all day long, but who knows what kind of training he had? Who knows where his mind was at or if he was mentally prepared for that, you know? Yeah, and, and I'm, I was sure, talking, I'm sure – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jen. Go ahead. No, I was just, just going to say I was just talking. I'm a, I'm a field training officer as well. And I was just talking to my trainee. My new trainee, he is, um, he's brand new to law enforcement. He's fabulous. He's freaking great. I love new people because you can just shape them into these beautiful – officers if they're willing and ready which he is and i was just talking to him about the incident in florida and how you have to mentally prepare yourself every day when you wake up like these things could happen to me no we don't live in a third world country but we still have bad people that want to hurt us regardless we have bad people that want to hurt you because you're a woman we have bad people that want to take advantage of you um you just have to prepare yourself every day and i'm not saying like wake up freaking out that you're going to die but the possibility is there because life is so unpredictable you can get shot in a freaking movie theater nowadays. It's ridiculous. Well, and, and so this, you have to be ready. This situation with this deputy, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and disagree with the fact that it was unfortunate that, that he did not go in and intervene. But what I'm trying to make light of, especially in lieu of these classes that I'm getting ready to, to present, is this guy easily had tons and tons of firearms training uh, would you not agree i mean even even going, even going through an, even going through academy yeah. you're you're going to handle a weapon and learn the ins and out of a weapon far more than your average citizen yeah um, just just in a basic training setting this guy i'm sure had that well i know he had that but but beyond that and something clicked uh where his mindset kept him from doing what he was trained to do. And what I'm trying to kind of, again, bring to the surface on that deal is, what do people that go through a one-day concealed carry class and thereafter go to the range and just plink targets, as you kind of put it, what do you think the majority of those folks are going to do when faced with the same situation? Because it happens to us, you know? Have you ever heard of a situation where officer-involved shooting 
and the officer will fire 30 rounds and never hit anything? Yep, I have. Happens all the time. Yes, it does. Um, you know, when, when dr adrenaline hits, adrenaline dumps, and, you know, you lose those fine motor skills and blah, 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 and you weren't taught or it doesn't come back to you how to how to overcome those natural bodily instincts um you know happens i mean i'm not saying it couldn't happen to me you know but that's yeah. why that's why I, I i try to incorporate those things into the training that i do when i go to the range so yeah but, i think uh, it's super important i think it's super important and we were just I mean, I used to talk with my other coworker often about how when we do um, drills and stuff like that, it'd be awesome if we were, it, like, forcing our bodies into high stress. Like, I know a lot of departments that will have their officers um, run, you know, a certain amount of distance or yep. do a bunch of push-ups or put their body in that, that state of um, strain to force them to lose their fine motor skills so they can practice how to relax, how to get done what needs to get done, even when their body's undergoing all that stress. It's just... I can't stress the importance of being prepared. I think it's just... I've, I've been to several of those offerings. I went to one up at uh, Camp Dodge, mm -hmm. Iowa that was a it was a, actually a tactical warrant school, but uh, they did that. They You know, they had us run and, and do this and do that to get the heart rate up, to get our breathing heavy, and I couldn't have hit a 78 Buick from two foot away <laughs> by the time I got up there. I was so shitting out of it, and my, my hands shaking, and... <laughs> You know, I've got the bobbing going on with my firearm, and I'm trying to do my combat breathing, and you know, three in, three hold, three out, and blah blah blah. And it was mm. tough. It was tough, and uh, it is hard. You know, and again, it's extremely if, hard. if you've never been exposed to those, then you know, what, what do you expect? But uh, no, like I said, I you know, I, I didn't want to hit so much on that as we did, but um, yeah, I, I think it's important for folks. Again, kind of that are interested in these classes and that are interested in getting into firearms that they uh, realize that there's tons of uh, other instructors and tons of other programs. Go to all of them. Check them all out. You know, if that's if that's something that you're questioning, go in and check everybody. But, you know, um, a lot of folks that it, it, I know in our area that do CCW training and firearms training, a lot of um, um, again, not to take anything away from them, you know, it's it's more of a hobby that they they kind of jumped on board with, and a lot of them have kind of uh, used that CCW as a model or platform for their training, and that is not what what we're doing here. That's just that's that's not our mo. And if that's what you're looking for, then it's out there. It's just not out there with with uh, what we're doing. So, are you gonna bring yeah, any? Not, are you, gonna, are you gonna bring any uh, any toys with you when you come? Or I think I'm going to. Um, I have several uh, firearms that I I have here at the house, and some specifically that I use uh, off duty, uh, and some special holsters that I've ordered, and specialized stuff that makes it easier for me as a woman to carry. Because as a girl, it is harder to conceal a firearm. I'm not gonna lie. We wear tight clothes inappropriately type clothes and it is hard to get to things and when it's in your purse it's not going to be the easiest to get to either so i caution people against carrying it in your purse because you got to deal with opening it and digging into it and getting past your lipstick to get to your gun it's just not practical what do so, you think um, what do you think um and, and uh, i know you'll find this hard to believe but 
I don't carry a purse. Um, <laughs> but Thank God. I, I've seen some high-end uh, concealed carry purses that were designed just for carrying a weapon where all your all your girly stuff is in the primary part of the bag and then your weapon is uh, in a very easy to get to part of the purse but have you I, had any I do like those ones yeah you're not a yeah. not really a purse gal though are you I'm not much of a purse person I don't carry a lot of luggage with me I I have a tendency to lose things so um, I'll set my purse down and I'll forget it's there. Or if I set my purse down and my gun's in it, I've now left my gun on the other side of the room. Um, and I don't like having all that attachment to it. If I can't fit it in my pockets, I usually don't take it. If I can't fit it in my husband's pockets, I definitely don't need it. So right. it's, uh, I feel better when I have things on my person with all the people that like to steal stuff and things of that nature. Um, I just feel more comfortable not lugging around a big bag of crap with me everywhere I go. I don't know if it goes back to to the dope days or what, but I also like to feel that gun on me where I, if I lean yeah. up against something or whatever, I it's it's, I just I know where it's at. I can get to it. Um, where I carry is kind of a unorthodox location. I don't carry in uh, the front. I carry in the back, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people, I mean, you know, it's def- it's definitely preference. But I always tell folks that you know. A, a holster selection is is more important at times than a gun a gun selection. Well, I mean, if I, you can't I, get to your gun, yeah, it's if you useless, can't get to it, so. yeah, yeah. So, well, I guess they're kind of kind of equal. You don't want a a big cannon, and it's comfortable, yeah. but you can't get it out. So, this is true. Anyway, gotta be well, practical. We're on our thirty-five minute mark. How, how quick oh, was goodness. that? I talked a lot. Sorry. No, how quick was that? It went quicker than you thought, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Time well, flies by when I'm talking to you. Yeah, outstanding. Or or are we get into a bar fight. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, anyway, March 10th, ladies only pistol class. Um, I've got it advertised as here, but we're actually going to our private our private location. Um, I do that because of the obvious. Uh, you take a group of ladies to the range, and gun, yeah. ex- gun experts will pop out of the woodwork. They sure do. Everybody's an expert when there's a girl on the line. Don't oh, yeah. Know? Next thing I know, I've got nine <laughs> nine people who aren't getting paid helping me teach my class. And it's usually counterproductive. So Yeah, I think it's more uh, practical in a private setting, so everybody's comfortable anyways. And you're coming up Friday to help me set up, right? I am. I am. I will be there. I will be there. I'm going to try to get off a little early on Friday. So, I don't know. In March, uh, it's still going to be dark at 5 or whatever. But I I might take the day (laughs) off the day before so we can get uh, everything set up. Uh, Ladies that have listened in on this podcast... um, if you are interested, seating, um, not seating, but slots are limited. We've only got 12. I know I've got two people, three people, four people who have already uh, paid in advance and they are going. Uh, so that doesn't leave us many slots left. Uh, if you got any questions, you can reach out to me on our Facebook page. Uh, it's Logue Solutions or the website. LogueSolutions.com. If you've got any questions for Jen, 
we didn't really hit on it, and I wanted to, but uh, just about uh, women in law enforcement, women wanting to get into law enforcement. I know we've got a, a lot of young folks uh, in the military, especially, that that do listen to the podcast. So if you guys mm-hmm. want to reach out to me, I can put you in touch with uh, with Jen. I'll screen her <laughs> screen her questions. But uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they can reach out, and uh, we'll pass them on. And, uh, Fabulous. That's about it. Anything else? You got anything to add? No, I'm just looking forward to seeing everybody out there and yeah. sharing what I know and my experiences. So. Well, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, again, March 10th. Uh, if you're interested, get a hold of us. We've got a few slots left. Uh, Jen, we're uh, 10-6, getting ready to go 10-8. I appreciate you being on the 10-6 podcast. All right, thanks, Dan. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.